1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes, and deer season is officially in in Illinois. Um, I know it's been in, in, in uh, Missouri and some other states opening up early, uh, down south, but it is officially in, and we're talking the 4th through the 11th during this episode, and I am covering this time frame. Over the past few years, we've been having really good success in October, um, and with this cold front coming, this is the bread and butter of October hunting coming up for the whole entire Midwest this weekend. We got uh, temps in the 80s dropping down to 39 on Monday morning, Sunday, um, so it is going to be an absolute slam dunk. So I'm going to tell you what the bucks are doing in this time um, and how I'm going to be going about hunting them and how um, you might be able to find some success as well. Um, but before we do that, we're getting into the people to make this possible, starting off with Exodus Outdoor Gear. Um, if you guys are in the market for any cams or any arrows this late in the game, maybe you got a new piece and you want to throw some cams up and you're looking for something that's reliable, that's going to have good battery life, you're not going to be able to worry about. Uh, make sure and check out Exodus Outdoor Gear um, if you're in the market. If you're looking for some arrows, maybe you already shot a bunch of deer and you broke some arrows and you need another half dozen, um, they can get them shipped out fast. Custom tailor-built arrows to your door. Make sure and use code WL at checkout. That's going to save you guys some money um, and also help out the show. Um, getting into the next one, uh, let's do Rec Broadheads, guys. Um, if you're looking for broadheads this late in the game, I'm shooting the two-blade. I know a couple of my buddies are shooting the fixed heads, the FX4s. Um, bucks dropping all over already with them. Some giants been dropping too, man. People have been killing some slammers already. Um, but make sure and use code WLP15. Save you 15% at checkout if you're looking to get some heads um, from Matt um, and his dad there from Rec Broadheads. Um, uh, I think that's it, right? Um, yeah. Well, let's get into the show. So, um, the uh, 
the, the I think I got a I got a new company coming on, but they're not ready this episode. So that's why I was kind of thinking right there. Um, but uh, the October fourth to October eleventh. So what are the Bucks during this doing during this time? So what I've seen over the years is this is the kind of make it or break it time for properties. Whether you either have deer there or you, you don't have bucks. They're not traveling long distances. Ag starting to come out, so that's going to push some deer around. That's something to really, really think about. Um, everybody's picking picking right now. A lot of beans being picked. The corn's going to start coming down soon. Um, so that's something to really think about. Um, these deer are going to not have that cover, um, and they're going to be oh, wide open fields and uh, less food. So definitely something to think about. But right now, the bucks are they're still bachelor grouped up some. Um, they're you know starting to spar a little bit. Starting to kind of figure out who's head honcho, um, but they're looking for carbs right now. They're looking for energy. Um, so they're looking for acorns and uh, corn. Um, you probably maybe been seeing some deer in the beans, um, and then all of a sudden you're not seeing anything out there. Maybe an alfalfa field that was getting full. full you know, there's bucks out there eating, and it's starting to thin out. Um, the deer, those bucks are looking for carbs because right now they're trying to store as much energy they're in the bulk mode. Um, you know, if you're a lifter out there, they're in a heavy bulk phase right now where they're just basically looking for the highest carb-rich food um, to gain as much weight as they possibly can for what they're about to endure the next month and a half. Um, so they're looking, like I said, those acorns are dropping. Um, just like you know, white, eggs, white, white oaks are the best. Red oaks um, coming in there. They're, this year... It seems like there's a lot of red oaks, white oaks are, you know, here and there, but uh, a lot of acorns out there just in general. Um, so if you're, if you're getting the timber and there's a lot of acorns and that's associated with some sign, that's a really good place to set up. There's some scrapes in there. You know that it's fresh sign. If you're seeing sign out there now, you know that is fresh. So those bucks are either in the corn eating or they're in the acorn in the woods eating. You're probably seeing less stuff getting to the field at daylight just because they're not. They're in the timber. They're eating acorns. They got food in the timber. Um, with the hot weather right now, they're not moving much. Your cams are probably slow. Um, with this cold front coming, let me tell you what. Absolute, absolute slam dunk. So, my perfect scenario for this week would be cold front coming, which we have. I want a rain front at the beginning of that um, that front, which we have. Thursday and Friday supposed to rain, high chance, high winds. Friday, if it cool, if it if it stops raining by last light, that will be a slam dunk night. If you have some bucks that you can get onto close to cover, um, even if you got to go out there in the rain and set up, man, that just so much cover um, during that rain, the noise, and those bucks will get up. I guarantee they're going to get up after that rain front comes through. That wind switches out of the northwest. Um, that's something to really look here in a couple days. See how your cams have been in certain areas, and then when it's been south, the wind's been consistently east and south for like a week and a half. When that northwest wind comes in, check those cams and see if those bucks come back. Then you have something to coincide with maybe where they're bedding or why they're using your property if they were there before and now they're gone. That north wind, northwest wind's coming back. That's associating bringing that cold front. So perfect scenario. You got that front coming in with some rain. Then you got that big temperature drop. I want to know where a buck's bedding or at least close. 
Um, if I have visual sighting, even better. If I have trail cam pictures at dark, you know, just a little bit after dark, I'm still excited. If I've scouted the area and I kind of know what's going on, I'm going to creep in there. Make sure that you're utilizing the wind. And right now you can utilize that cover. Um, so if you get low in the evenings, your thermals are going to go like if you're in a creek hub or something, your thermals are going to suck down to that creek. I like to walk in on that creek if I can. And that's going to be my perfect scenario where I know where a buck's bedded. Um, even if I don't have trail cam pictures of them, I got a good general idea. I'm going to use the wind. I'm either going to go on the edge of the field and tuck in the timber where I think he's going to be coming out, or I'm going to work that creek draw up where he might be going down that creek bottom. Um, in the more in the evening, I'm going to be more associated, um, trying to get in between some oaks to the main food source. So in my in my scenario, the corn is across the road, still standing, but there is a lot of oaks from um, from where he's bedded to the road. So I'm going to try to associate myself somewhere in that oak flat, pretty close to his bed on the directional travel to that corn. Um, in the evening, it's going to be the adverse. I'm not going to want to go to that field. The bucks might be feeding in that bean field still. They might be working the edge on the uh, edge in that bean field, and they're going to see me walk in. In the morning, I'm going to get to a draw, get in that creek bottom, and try to cut him off getting back to his bed. And that is something I will do when that front's coming in. I will be out there extremely early, walking in that creek bottom, slow and steady, getting in there and getting set up in a tree, as close as I can to his bed without bumping him. And you got to think about how he's going to be working into that bed with the wind. So if you if he's been exiting out of the north for the last week, week and a half, he might he might exit kind of or enter kind of different because you got that northwest wind now. So that's something you have to think about. So go back to those trail cam data they have. Kind of look for um, if you have any pictures of him on a northwest wind, and then associate that with your property and say, okay, he was on this edge of the field at 4 a.m. on a northwest. He wasn't there on a southwest that whole entire time. So how does that tell me that he's entering into that bedding? Um, and that's what I'm going to be doing with this deer. So perfect scenario in the evening on an oak flat in between um, his bedding to where his major food source is, which is probably going to be a standing cornfield if you got it. Um, and then uh, morning, perfect scenario. Um, same thing. You want that cold front. Um, you want to get in on the back side of that and think about him circling back into bed, maybe eating some oaks on the way, but you're going to want to get not on that bed. Cause you still have to exit on that deer. So like if, if he's in there and he's 80 yards and you can't get a shot, you still have to get out of that stand and get out of there that day. Um, unless you plan on setting all day. Uh, so you have to be somewhere in that travel, not right on top of his bed. Um, in the evening, because if or in the morning, if he comes out in the evening and he works past you, you know that deer is out in the field, so you can exit that out the timber and not bump him out of that bed. But in the morning, it's got to be a slam dunk if you're right on top of his bed, or you got to have a way to get out of there. So you want to play that bed softer in the morning than you do in the evening. And like I said, you don't want to access through the field in the morning unless you got a perfect scenario, one good spot that um, can help you out this time of year is if you got kind of a major food source and then you got kind of like a little tucked away food plot kind of on the back side of a food source. Um, a lot of times those bucks be coming back to bed and they're hit that food plot, and maybe hit a scrape on it, check a doe just because it's kind of cold, you know, and they're just up 30 more minutes in the daylight. So that's a really good place to sneak up on an early season buck. Um, and that's how, that's how I'm going to be hunting 
Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Um, this cold front and this weekend is with that. Now, if you don't have a cold front this time, like right now, um, until this weekend, so probably like the 4th to the 6th, it is very, it's not impossible, but it's really, really hard. So if you encounter hot weather during this time, I've killed bucks during this time in hot weather, you got to get very, very, very tight to their bedding in the evening. Like I said, you, that's not something you want to risk in the morning on the bed because you have to exit. You have to think about that. So... In the evening, when you know that deer is in there bedded or you know where a good buck bed is, you got the wind, get in between them and the oaks or them and the ag and think carb-heavy sources. You know, we want they want the most energy they possibly can. They're probably not going to be feeding alfalfa, probably not going to be feeding in beans. That's more of a, a protein-based um, food, the beans are, and they're not going to utilize it right now. They're looking, the bucks are looking for carbs. Um, so think about that. Think about where they're going to be, where they can get the easiest food um, as close to their bedding as possible. And if there's water there, that's even a plus. you got a creek or something. Um, and that's how you're going to do it if it's hot. But this time of year, hot, it's hot. And it's hot. It is tough, man. You're either on the bucks or you're not. And you can feel like you're wasting a lot of hunts. It's really hard to decide whether to go or not. Um, but that's up to, completely up to you and how your property set up. But, you know, if if nothing, no one else is hunting your property and you feel confident in leaving that buck and letting him do his thing, do it. But, man, evenings, they're still good this time of year, no matter what anybody says. And so are mornings in the right scenario. If, if you got, you know, if you got a spot, if you got a buck that's edging daylight on cam and you're like, man, he's probably still 100 yards. You know, he's on the edge of a field. He's probably 100, 150 yards from his bed. Go in and try to kill that deer right now. You don't have to wait. There's no... There's no rule that says, man, I got to wait till late October or November to kill this buck where, when it's cold outside. You can go in and give it a shot right now. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it seems taboo to say because that's not what's been said for the last, you know, f- 
10 years of content creation. Um, but it's, it's straight up possible to kill these deer during this time of the year, morning or evening, if you're confident. And this early in the game, if you bump them now and you just, you know, you just go out there and bump them once, you're still gonna, you're still gonna have the rest of the year to hunt them. You can kind of let them chill out, um, and then go in there in the rut and do your, do your rut thing. So, um, one thing that I wanted to mention during this time of the year, um, is this is maybe the, this cold front coming is maybe the first time you're going to go in and hang and hunt in the dark. Now, the first hanging hunts a challenge every year. It just seems like you got to get back in the groove. You know, you can practice in the yard, but you're in a different tree and you don't know what's going on and you haven't done it all year. But that first hang in the dark is is always tough, man. Um, there's just something about it. It takes always takes longer than you think. You need to go slower to be safe. Um, so just give yourself plenty of time if you plan on going and hunting these bucks off their beds in the morning during this cold front. Get up early. There's nothing that says you don't you can't be in that stand 45 minutes before daylight, an hour before daylight. There's literally nothing that a lot of people are like, well, I'll, you know, I'll get in there, I'll have 15 minutes. Yeah, that's fine if you want to do that, but you can be in there an hour early. There's nothing you're if you have the wind. There's nothing that's going to hurt you with you being in there earlier. It's the earlier is going to be more beneficial with anything. Just in case that buck does come back 30 minutes and is in that area, just kind of browsing around in his bed and you're already set up and daylight cracks and you're there, like what's that buck going to do? You know, you're not, don't get in a situation where it's daylight's cracking. It took you a little longer to get in there and a little longer to set up. And now you're chill trying to get your stand strapped and that buck's walking in your bows on the ground. Do not put yourself in that scenario. Just give yourself the time, wake up, get out there, enjoy that, dude. This is the first rip. This is the first cold front. This is the first high anticipation moment of the season coming up. Give yourself time to enjoy it. Do it right. Get set up well before that buck is even thinking about coming back in there. And that's what I plan on doing. I'm going to get in there early, get set up, and uh, and figure out, figure out my way from there. And, uh, man, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. To, to get in there and take some cracks at these bucks you know it's just that time of year so that's my go-to um, I'm also going to be hunting with my boy we just set up a ladder stand um, in the yard he shot the crossbow out of it some I just went and bought him a harness and uh, two lifelines and man the kid harnesses are outrageously priced 99 bucks for that sucker only one I could find um and then plus tax. Hell, and then uh, the lifelines are forty bucks. That's that's not a bad deal in my opinion. Uh, but the the safety harness, I was thinking, man, my my hawk safety harness was like fifty bucks, I think. And it's his is so much smaller, and it's ninety nine freaking dollars. Um, but that's beside the point. Um, we're gonna go in on an eight pointer that's been. Um, I know where his bed is. We're gonna be doing the same thing. I'm gonna get that ladder stand hung tomorrow, and then we're gonna go in and we're gonna hunt this deer. Going into his bed Saturday morning when it's cold, um, and hopefully put the smack down. Um, and it is remember it is youth gun season this weekend as well for the people that are listening in Illinois. So anticipate that if you have uh, other hunters on your property that might be taking youth, anticipate them being out there. Anticipate them having guns. Um, so think of the safety. Make sure and wear your orange, um, and also think of the pressure 
that's going to be put on other properties during that youth time that hasn't had pressure on it before, um, there's going to be a bunch of slammers get killed this youth season. Straight up, best weather for youth season I can remember in a long time. Um, and there's going to be some absolute donks killed um, this weekend by, by some by some kids and by some adults. Hopefully one of them's my kid and one of them's me. Um, but uh, that's that's my game plan for the next seven days. Um, and then even after that front, the, the weather seems to pretty well stay consistently decent weather. Um, you're not going to see as good as movement as that those first two days after the front. Um, that's when you're going to see that big push of deer movement. Um, but the, it's going to consistently stay good almost all the way through this time period. Um, and if you're holding off and not hunting, I mean, all the way to the 11th, we got highs of 72, lows of 52. Um, that's, that's gold in my mind. You know, you're down in the forties, 48, 41, 40, 50 Friday, next Friday, you got another rain front coming in 47 for the low 47 for the low 45. So the weather is looking kick ass all the way through this stretch to kill a buck in the evening. 100%, especially those days with that rain in the forecast, slam dunk Wednesday, Thunderstorms, rain, Thursday, temp drops to 47, Friday morning. Absolute slam dunk city for for big bucks to get up and move. Um, like I said, big big thing is that wind direction is going to change um, from Wednesday to Thursday. They're calling you know south-southwest, uh, high winds, 20 mile an hour. Then it's going to drop north-northwest, um, 5 to 10 um, on Thursday. That day when that wind switches, that night, um, going into Friday morning is going to be good. Sunday morning going to be good. Monday morning is going to be good. Um, the high for Saturday is 58, guys. That is that's and that's awesome. Um, so get fired up about this weekend. Make a plan um, of attack of what you're going to do, where you want to go. Um, if you have cell cams out, make sure and really monitor those cams that Thursday, Friday when that wind switch comes. And see what the Bucks are doing. Because they're going to show weakness during that time. There's going to be something that you're going to be going, oh, okay, I see it. I see I see the, tra- I see the transition from north to south. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm not saying 100% I'm going to kill, but I'm really – I got a really good idea. I'm going to get a, an eye on a couple Bucks um, and decide if I'm going to kill them. Um, I know where they're bedding. I know how to access them in the morning. As long as I can get in a tree with good shooting uh, shooting lanes, that's going to be a struggle. Um, like I said, I'm going to get in there early. I'm not going to play around, and I'm going to get set up and uh, try to try to have a slam dunk weekend and tag a buck. Hopefully, my buck, my boy tags a deer, and I tag a deer this weekend and uh, have a kick ass uh, kick ass hunt. But just in general, if you have cell cams out or red cams, um, this this week weekend there's going to be a lot of bucks on cam, guys. So if you can't hunt this week and, you know, gets around Monday or whatever, maybe you can sneak out in the evening and you want to pull some cams on the way, pull some cams and see what these deer did when it got cold. Because um, those, like I said, you're still going to have a couple days where they're probably going to be in daylight in the evening. It's it's And morning, like it's going to be good. Um, so get excited, get out there, kill a buck. Um, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of me rambling about what I'm going to be doing the next seven days. If you can't tell... I'm super hyped to get out there. Um, shot my 
Bo out of the stand the other night, um, shooting real good. Shot it all the way out to 45, feeling real confident and uh, excited to get out there and uh, and sling some bolts, some arrows at uh, at, at Bucks. My son's going to be slinging the bolts out of the crossbow, and I'm going to be slinging the arrows. So I'm just excited to get out there. We might actually take the gun on Saturday evening after his football game, um, unless he kills Saturday morning. Um, but I've got a gun tag for you season, so we might use it. Um, go out in the wagon blind and set up and, and see what's popping. So, all right, guys, uh, appreciate you tuning in. Um, I know this is your short episodes during this time, but I want them to be short. I want them to be decisive. I want it to stir you up, excite you, get you to make a plan of attack of how you're going to kill during this time. And this week, like I said, do not miss this week on your target buck. Go in there and throw a set on them. It could be magical. Um, like always, always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy. And Whitetail Legacy is out. Until next week, we're coming hunting with somebody else for the next seven days. Love you guys. We out.